welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of fluffy, fluffy clouds with way too many board games. I'm Tom, a Stratocumulus, and I'm joined by... You stole mine, Justin. Yes. Adam, the uh, Cumulus Nimbus. And Debbie, the Lightning Cloud? <laughs> That's all I got. I, I, just, I don't know the names of clouds. Come on now. Well, neither did I. That's why I looked it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the power of I Google. I came prepared. Tom, Tom is ahead of the game. But I apparently stole Justin's. I was I was gonna go cumulonimbus because that's the that's the big fluffy one that creates the rain. That's but, it. Uh, I liked uh, all these other fucking weird sounding ones. Anyway, so we are a board game podcast uh, where we play games in our collections and then we talk about them. Uh, today we are talking about a game uh, which I th- I thought was you know uh, based off of a made up word, which is. Pet- Petrichor, which apparently is uh, the uh, the smell after a rain. Yeah, you know that after fresh a long smell? period of hot days. Yeah, so good. Comes from the Greek for rock iker or iker. Never too sure how to pronounce rock that. Rock liquor. Iker iker. You're you're a rock liquor. <laughs> Use that from now on. All right, Petrichor is a game. And I I cannot say this with a straight face. It's a game where you're a cloud. Like in in terms of you know theme for a game, this has got to be about as fucking out there as I could imagine. Um, so when 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 I was first presented with this one, we we're gonna play Petrichor, and I was like, "You made that word up." And Adam's like, "No, I didn't." I was like, "Okay, what does it mean then?" Oh, here's here's what it is. Okay, so what's the game about? It's about clouds. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? We're gonna be playing a game about clouds anyway. It's a game where you're a cloud, but mostly it's a game about dropping your little uh, water water beads on a table and like getting points for them. Uh, I don't own this game. Uh, I think Debbie has the uh, box, so we're gonna uh, let her go with the back of the box promotional material. Uh, we're having a bit of technical difficulties today, so uh, hopefully everything turns out fine. If it doesn't, apologies in advance. Uh, go ahead, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. In Petrichor, you are a cloud. You use weather to your advantage to make sure you are the one responsible for growing the most crops. This would be an easy task if the other clouds weren't on the same quest too. So prepare for some mischief in the sky as you trick and outsmart your friends to make sure you are the reigning cloud. <laughs> That's oh my it. God. <laughs> I almost can't do this. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's, it's fine. <sighs> Oof. Yes, this so this is a competitive cloud game where you're trying to make it rain on a bunch of tiles uh, for <laughs> growing plants and stuff. The overview is going to sound disjointed because although it is a game about being a fluffy cloud, it is complicated and I'm probably going to mess a bunch of stuff up. So the way the game is set up is that you're going to, there's some recommended setups depending on how many players you have, but there's also like, you can just random everything up. You're going to grab like, if you're playing with four players like we did uh, on Tabletop Simulator, you grab like nine of these tiles and they have different plants on them. There's like grass and coffee and uh, cotton and corn and some other stuff and and you lay out a three by three grid of these in the four player game again quick correction it's a 12 mm-hmm. four, four by, by three. three oh was it for sure four by three uh, three yeah four by three sure you grab yourself 12 tiles um and you uh you just you just lay lay them out in a in a grid um 
Yeah, four four by three, as said about six times, yelled at me through the <laughs> microphone. Um, and then everyone is going to get themselves a, a set of 20 of these little beads, and then you're going to start the game um, where everyone starts off with a hand of six cards, and these are your action cards, and they are with the uh, uh, based on the four seasons or four... I don't know, weather patterns or something. There's like a, there's a sun one, there's a windy one, there's a frosty one, and then there's a, uh, a rainy one. As well as everybody also starts with one, uh, cloud boy, uh, hanging out on a, on a couple of squares. I can't reserve one or two. I can start on one square with, uh, with one little bead in it. And these beads are your water droplets. Um, so, uh, the first player starts, so they get the cloud token, which shows that they're the first cloud to go in this cloud battle. And, um, you are going to play a card from your hand or you can pass. Uh, if interestingly in this game, if you pass, you're just like, you're done. And then everybody else has one more turn. And then that's kind of how the rounds end. So, so passing is pretty final. Um, or if you think passing is boring, you can play a card from your hand. And the way that works is that you do the action that is associated with that, uh, that type of weather. Um, and generally they are like, you get to move your cloud around or you can create a new cloud and put like water beads in it, or you can add more beads to a cloud that already exists, or you can take a bead from a cloud and put it on the tile that it is underneath. Um, the, and, the, and then after you're done doing that action, you uh, you can either uh, vote on a season. This is it's it's complicated. Like I said, you can vote on a season, or you can turn the one of these three dice that are hanging around that you rolled at the beginning of the round, and you can turn turn the the number down one unless it's already got like wheat symbols on it, which means that y- you can't touch it yet. And that those are important for when the round is completely over. So once everybody's done, that's that's when those things get figured out. As same thing with the voting. Um, but the the way the round itself works is everybody goes around playing cards in their hand, adding, you know, beads into their clouds, moving their clouds around, and then, you know, making it rain everywhere, and then trying to, like, get water droplets onto the cards. Um, why are you doing that? Well, each type of plant has like a a prerequisite on it for it to be worth points and you're trying to get uh, in in a lot of cases you're trying to get enough water droplets on there to make it worth points and then you also want to be the person in general because there's a lot of variety here in general with a lot of the plants anyway there is a a a bonus for if you're the person with the most water droplets on it you might get a certain amount of points if you're the second highest person you might get another different score from those and in some cases like the cotton one like it's a the person who has the most drops gets a five and the person who has the second most gets two and then everybody else gets everybody else gets nothing so this is generally how it works is you're just trying to like move stuff around and like get water drops onto the onto the plant so that they begin to harvest or begin to sprout or something and then they're worth points and some of them are buck wild and i'm not going to talk about those because i'm sure it'll come up um, but anyways, doing that and then voting on whether you want it to be the, the seasons, cause there's a season track and, 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 and the reason you're voting on seasons is that at the end of the round, when everybody's done passing and doing their turns, um, the, there's two seasons get picked out of the ones that have been voted on. And so that the two highest seasons with, with the most votes get, get picked, at, uh, to be, to be the, the seasons, which I, I don't understand, but that gives the, a special like end of round power for the two seasons. So like if uh, if it's the uh, what's the the frost one? I don't even remember. Everybody 
All the clouds become thunderclouds. Right. And uh, the, the sun one is like everybody doubles the number of droplets that are in their, uh, in their clouds. Uh, the just rain one. one cloud. Just one cloud. Sure. Uh, the rain one is uh, everybody's clouds that are thunderclouds just drop all their droplets wherever they happen to be. And the uh, wind one is that you get to move one water droplet to an adjacent tile, uh, a, a droplet that is already on a tile to an adjacent tile. And so, uh, yeah, so only two of these seasons get picked every round. And so that's why the voting is important, as well as like whoever had the most votes on a season that wins gets like extra points. Um, and then it, after after that sort of gets resolved and we move that out of the way, um, if the three dice in the middle of the table happen to all show uh, the leafy boy, the harvest symbol, uh, then everybody gets to score points on whatever tiles happen to be um, happen to be sprouted or cultivated or growing at that particular time. So that's the point where people just get loads of points for having the most drops of water on cotton or your corn values or the coffee is completely buck wild because it like has to grow twice before it gets maximum number of points. Anyway, so getting those dice to face the right value is important because that is how people are going to be scoring a lot of points. And it might also be within your, um, to your advantage to try to not move those down, depending on whether you're kind of not ready to have a bunch of harvesting happen, or if you're trying to like wait for a good moment to like steal stuff from other people. But anyway, after this third thing that you do where, you know, you figure out whether there's harvesting going on, you clean up and everybody, everybody just sort of gets more cards and you move on to the next phase. Uh, other interesting things about this is that there are you choose whether you want to do the long game or the short game. So um, in the short game, there's only four rounds in the long game, there's six. And so uh, there's, you know, there's a definite end to things as well as um, you never get your water droplets back. So once they're on the table, they're sort of there. Uh, so you might have to sort of decide whether you want to spend all of your time trying to get that cotton and then finding out that everybody else has just scooped up all the points from everywhere else. Uh, but this is essentially how the game works. Again, a terrible explanation. We only played it once, um, or I only played it once, so I don't know. I don't know why the hell I'm giving the overview, but here we are. Um, general flow of the game, you know, you start off with some clouds. You're trying to make more clouds or, you know, move them around. Um, if two clouds sort of hit each other because they're all over top of the tiles and they merge together, uh, they become thunderclouds sometimes. And then if there's too many beads inside of a thundercloud, like they spill over and the droplets go everywhere and that's how things get rained on. Um, but you're just sort of like moving these things around, putting more uh, dots inside of the, the clouds, trying to just get the droplets onto the tiles. What do you want? This is basically how it works. And then, yeah, voting and then harvesting. It's just... Uh, I'm exhausted because there's a lot. There's a lot going there on is in this a lot. game. It, well, th this is, according to Board Game Geek, the fifth most complicated board game we've played, I believe, behind uh, Tapestry Nations, Vast, and Terraforming Mars. That's impressive. Oh, good. It's impressive. I feel so much better now. So anyway, that is a bad overview of how this game works. I'm trying to go over too many of the rules, I think. Essentially, you're just moving clouds around and watering stuff. I mean, that's more or less the, the long and short of it. I'm just trying to get everything wet. So we played this on Tabletop Simulator, um, which is what I'm going to tentatively, because I haven't played it in person, say that it is the worst way to play this game. <laughs> uh, the tabletop mod is uh it does it it does the job 
mm-hmm. but it is unwieldy and difficult to use, and it frustrated me to no end. And I want to officially apologize to Debbie because I think I was a bit of a cranky pants uh, when we played this. She brought this out and thought it was going to be a good time, and I think I was a I was a little bit taken aback by how bad this thing was and i think it soured my mood and i think because of all that i i might have ruined it a little bit um so i'm i'm sorry <laughs> you didn't ruin but anything this, okay well that's good i was i was up all night thinking that i was just being a cranky pants but like this tabletop mod was brutal i think we fought with it for a half an hour before we were able to figure out like what was going on yeah Tabletop simulator works well with a lot of things, but if it involves complication with physics and small pieces having to go into other things, uh, yeah, everything just breaks down. So this the the way this game is supposed to work is that the the game itself comes with uh, little uh, trays that you essentially build out of cardboard, which represent the clouds. And the way you're supposed to do things is you're supposed to put these little translucent dots representing your color, representing the water into these and then move them around the board. And like the art on the tiles and the the clouds and everything, like it's all very beautiful. And it seems like the kind of game that would just be really nice to play. And because of the way the tabletop simulator mod is trying to be like very faithful to how this game works, it just sucks. Because like trying to drop a little bead into this little cup, like using your mouse, like I'm not trying to play a first person shooter here. I'm trying to be drunk, (laughs) like dropping a dot into a thing with my friends and having a good time. I shouldn't have to be sitting there trying to fight the, the interface. And that was, and I mean, I'm sure it's not all, yeah, it's not all their fault. Like they can only work within the constraints that they're given, but like, man, just sure. try to strip the physics out of your fucking mod before putting it out there as like, Hey guys, check out my cool game. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it soured me to the whole experience pretty much right away. Cause I was sitting there like, I swear to God, I clicked this green stupid stupid bead like four times till Justin comes over like hey you need a hand with that like no I don't need a hand with that leave me alone well I was yeah I was looking at the rules and all of a sudden like I hear Tom grumbling to himself so I'm like hey hey, what's up and then yeah so anyway uh, keep that in mind as I, you know, if if any of my comments seem out of line, this was just based on the one experience. And right off the top, I'd like to say that I, I'd, I'd like to try this game again in person before like giving any sort of like real final thoughts on it, because I do think that the, the experience that I had with this like mod online was just terrible and like sucked a whole lot of the fun out of it because there's nothing fun about trying to fight uh, interface moving these things around a board. Um, yeah, so. So in all of that, um, I, f- you know, I, I mentioned that the game is, is, is good looking. I, I think, yeah, I'm just trying to look through my, my, my list here. I like the way it looks again. I think it would be really fun in person. Um, you know, there's a lot of variability in the tiles and stuff, which I think could keep the game like nice and fresh and interesting. Uh, because like, I gotta be honest, like the game itself, like the theme is not the kind of thing that I'm super interested in. Uh, <laughs> it is a game w- firmly cemented in the idea of there being clouds. And I cannot for the life of me find that exciting. Um, so, you know, there is that, uh, not withstanding the, you know, there seems to be about three or four expansions out already. What were they, Adam? There is the honeybees expansion, the flowers expansion, the cows expansion, 
Uh, and those are the three that come to the top of my mind. There's a bunch of promos on top of it, of course. Gotta have them promos. Limited edition. Get them now. Fresh. Hot. The game's from 2017, though. So it's not they're, like... They're prolific. They're they're working hard to continue to mm-hmm. supplement their game. Sure. Yeah, and I, we were looking through a couple of the expansions uh, after after the fact, um, as Debbie was like, do you guys want to play again? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I don't want to fight with this damn thing anymore. Um, uh, but we sort of like poked around at some of the uh, rule books after the fact, and they seem to add some neat, uh, if somewhat distressing things after a while. Like um, the one expansion gives everybody like asymmetric powers that you can try to utilize. And then some of the later expansions start to add in things like climate change which i'm not entirely sure that i want to really be grappling with that while i'm trying to play a f- game about fluffy <laughs> clouds but you know if you've gotten your fill of cloud-based combat um you know you can get in on those expansions and get yourself some more uh tiles and other weird stuff to play with so uh there's a lot going on and i don't think that i can really do it justice in its one playthrough um as justin mentioned i feel like like it's a little weird that a game about fluffy fluffy clouds is so fucking complicated like i'm having a real struggle explaining how this game works and there's just like so many fiddly bits in it that I that I I struggle like connecting the two things like and I'm not I'm not afraid or um I'm not like I'm not unfamiliar with there being complicated weirdness but this one seemed a little bit more fiddly than a lot of games in these uh you know that are being made nowadays you know things like um how all of your clouds are are normal light clouds until they get like four dots in them then then they become thunder clouds and thunder clouds when they get above eight start to spill over and like it just seems like that sort of thing in there as well as like trying to keep track of like when you get points and when you're supposed to vote and all this stuff uh it's probably better in person for sure but like trying to keep track of all this stuff it was just blew me out of the water how much like there was going on for a game about pretty clouds and dropping water on cotton like it's just i I have a hard time with it this is very weird you know bounced off me immediately there's a lot of different clouds and so there gotta be a lot of little rules It, it did kind of feel like we collectively forgot to do one of the things we should have been doing on our turns either be voting or you know what happens when thunderclouds get together and you know there was always just it kind of felt like you needed a checklist to like go through the boxes and check everything off to make sure you've actually done everything that you can do because there's a lot to kind of pass over and there were surprising there i mean there's a lot of depth in this game with you know strategies on the voting and stuff so you know you you kind of think that okay we're just going to play like a nice little game about you know planting or growing growing crops with our with our rain clouds and then it's like no you have to remember to vote and then you know depending on how many votes can you get so maybe you want to get in a voting race or try to convince people to vote on winter because you want thunder clouds i don't know yeah exactly the just to speak towards the tabletop simulator issues that we had we ran i i distinctly remember running into something um all pretty identical when we were playing chai on tabletop simulator and again it it strictly involves lift height and putting things into other things so if you have a receptacle and you're 
putting tokens or something inside of this receptacle. Um, tabletop simulator is atrocious for that. Um, with that yeah. being said, I have played the game in person. Debbie and I have played it two players and I really like it. I think it's great. Um, of course, without the, the uh, interface issues, this game to me is just gorgeous. It's fun. It's, uh engaging it makes you think on many different levels it um it's yet at the same time it's casual and relaxing because i mean like you it's it's hard to get worked up when you're playing a game about being a rain cloud like uh, you know nobody went to war over rain clouds last time i checked uh yet 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 don't worry it's coming nestle is just sitting here taking notes uh, <laughs> it's this this game I, i'm so disappointed that the that the tabletop implementation was such an absolute pile of garbage because the game is so fun uh, in my opinion the game the game is such an enjoyable experience and it's so awesome at what it does I, I do find it interesting that it is a I find okay, sorry, let me let me rephrase that. I find it interesting, yet I understand that it is one of the more complex games that we have ever played. It it makes sense, but it almost doesn't like it doesn't feel overly taxing when you're playing it. Yes, there is a lot of moving parts. Yes, you need to remember to do about, you know, 17 different things on your turn that are constantly forgotten. But as long as you're not sitting there I mean, I guess there's a, a certain point where it's just like, this is a game that I've found that you can relax with. Like you can, you can kind of take a, take a load off and just enjoy it. And th this, uh, man, I'm, I, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm so bummed about, um, so bummed about how bad this tabletop implementation is. And hopefully once, once COVID kind of, finishes its departure out of you know once we once we get to a point where we can meet up and and do like an actual physical um board gaming event i i do hope to play this one um and you know hopefully hopefully we can get together and give it like a second look or something because this one is this one's it's it's a shame it's a shame that it that it uh had such a bad failure to launch if you will the game it's I mean, it's such a it's kind of like Adam said, you know, like it like I understand that the theme is a little strange, right? It's I mean, you're a cloud. It's a little odd, but I appreciate the fact that they kind of took a fairly standard um, idea and a fairly standard kind of game and kind of just made it different and made it just a little bit interesting in the sense that I, I mean, really, all you're doing is you are trying to. Um, put resources towards um, growing plants or crops. Um, and you're, I mean, competing for, you know, the, you know, the right to get the most points out of them or, um, and so on and so forth. And, and I, I appreciate the fact that they've kind of turned it into a theme that is, I don't know, different in a lot of ways. Like there's a lot of crop games out there. I mean, I obviously like the the whole world of Euro is full of growing crops. <laughs> um so mm -hmm. that 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 whole idea is really saturated and this is just kind of taken 
that saturated game market and made it something kind of different and very interesting. Um, It's in a lot of ways, it makes it really challenging because there's only four cards, like there's only four actions that you can take. And so you, I, you end up in a situation where you could potentially get a whole lot of one thing in your hand. Um, But that's, I find that that's kind of part of the, part of the fun of it is trying to kind of manipulate your way around what you're trying to do. And I guess it's, it's just, it's, it's just this very interesting idea for me uh, of thinking outside the box or thinking at the, of the problem from a different viewpoint. Um, And that's what I appreciate about this game is I think that they've just kind of, they've done that and they've just, I don't know, made something new and something different that you just, you just don't see. Like, I mean, yeah, I can't think of any game that's about rain or clouds. Don't you two have that other one with the you're growing trees with the water? Uh, I was just thinking that it it feels like oh photosynthesis Adam has a large collection of love uh, that game yeah, too. God, I love that game. <laughs> water, water, and a uh, herb based games between like herbaceous chai, love it synthesis or the one you yeah. Secretly, Adam wants to just be a farmer. I think, <laughs> man, I, I like I don't know these games. They're just, they're so chill, man. They're so chill and they're fun. And it's just like, you're a, you're a goddamn, like you're a rain cloud, man. Like just, how can you not love that? Righteous man. Yeah, man. I feel like so you need good. to start smoking weed or something. Uh, what do you mean start? What? <laughs> start. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We're, we're in Canada. It's legal, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, I don't know, I just, I find that it's very interesting. I think that they're trying to, I appreciate, I appreciate games and developers that try to take real life things and put them in a game that is, uh, that's um, like fun to play, but also educational and the same kind of aspect. And yes, I agree that maybe climate change is a bit heavy of a, of a, you know, a, a theme. But I mean, in my personal perspective, zombies are pretty heavy too in my world. I mean, I feel like I like it's just it's different, right? Like I'm trying to like there was a game that we played uh, from Justin. There was something about the hey. Cold War, wasn't it? Oh, like this war of mine. Yes, thank you. This war of mine. Yeah. That is a very heavy, serious like. That theme is oh, yeah. is is not easy to swallow. And so I feel like this potentially, yes, sits also in that in that thought process where it's, you know, it's a little it is a bit on the serious side, but I think that they're trying to educate through a game. And that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, I haven't played, obviously, with Cal we haven't played with any of the expansions for that matter. Um, and so I don't really know how they work, but I, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate it. Am I going to like it? I don't know. Uh, the idea of tracking methane from my cows is a little. <laughs> I, <laughs> a, While managing your clouds. Yeah, it's a little odd, right? But um, I don't know. I just I appreciate the the thought into a different theme and a different perspective. So I'm I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now because I, I did get the, the Honeybee expansion off of Kickstarter and I remember it might not be in the actual Kickstarter pledge thing here. 
Um, but they, so I, I seem to recall them, maybe it was in a, in one of the, the backer updates or something like that. They, um, the reason why they did the, the global warming thing is, uh, and it's also part of the reason why they did the honeybee expansion is to bring, bring like some, some optics towards the fact that bees are dying out and that kind of stuff. And that global warming is a thing that is, is, um, shitty and is going to, uh, eventually cause us a bunch of problems, but also I seem to recall, and I cannot find it here, uh, out of my very quick look, but I seem to recall them donating part of the proceeds that they did raise on Kickstarter to a honeybee, um, thing like a honeybee. I don't know. It's like not a charity, but like a, a sanctuary kind of thing or something. Yeah. Some, some, some group that's working to save the bees kind of thing, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That is pretty neat. I was about to ask about the honeybee expansion, if it involved trying to stop a fungus from killing your hive. Uh, it involves, you have to like, yes, well, sort of. You you use the bees, bees add a different way to like pollinate your crops and stuff. So you... Oh, we're back to that again, huh? Uh, yeah, a little, little... Pollination. Now we're, now we're talking. That's it. Now a little cross-pollination. Th- sexy, sexy bees. So now I'm waiting on the cows expansion, which is coming with a uh, a box to put everything in. You can fit all of your expansions all in one box by getting what they're calling the collector's edition box, which was uh, a little add-on that was in the cows expansion. But I'm sure that they will be bringing it to uh bringing it to retail as well like i mean i can't see i can't see them not you know they're, they're not going to make a, a deluxe edition or a collector's edition and then oh and then actually keep it exclusively to kickstarter it'd be nice if they did but uh a lot of people have yeah there's i mean let's be realistic it's you know these companies are here to make money and the way to make money is to sell product that's all there is to it and in general i i wasn't uh quite sure uh what to expect when i first sat down at the table but i i found myself enjoying kind of looking at sort of the depth that you could get into with this game with like especially with the voting because sometimes you could have all your raindrops shoved in a single cloud because you know it became summer and you know, your already bloated cloud suddenly doubled in size because it was your only one. And uh, then all of a sudden it rains and then all, all your raindrops, all your cubes are gone because you only have 20 and there's no way to get them back. And so I, I enjoyed kind of that that thought process of having to think ahead and watch what other people are playing. Um, the main thing that kind of seemed uh, a little annoying was having to basically you just get, you know, six or seven random cards. And depending on the game state or where you are, those cards might all be useless to you. And which can really put you on the backpedal if other people get, you know, the right cards to use because you can play to the same card to do a single action of another type, but that's still, you know, 
not efficient. And when it comes to kind of a Euro game like this, it's usually all about efficiency and kind of proper planning. But when you just don't get the cards to meet your planning, you know, it doesn't really matter how much you plan. Uh, I did appreciate how you could pass. And if you're the first person to pass, you turf that deck and you get another one in the next round and everyone else just gets one other action. So even if you have a really shitty hand, there's a way to kind of get around that. Um, but it, it kind of felt like I was playing with a really bloated deck builder game at times. Um, but I did notice in the rules that there is an option for drafting your deck of cards. Yes, there uh, is. Which I think could definitely mitigate that and kind of add an even if more complicated, but an, an extra layer to uh, an otherwise well, well-designed game. Well, that was, that was the main thing that I think kind of bugged me. Otherwise everything seemed to work quite well. And I, I enjoyed the, the depth of it all. When Adam and I played this as a two player game, we did like, there, there are, so Tom, you had said earlier that your complaint was that it's, you know, or it was a Tom, I don't know. What are you guys, <laughs> what are you people? Uh, <laughs> said all that, the same anyway. Rip. Yeah, what do you guys had mentioned that it's, it's easy to forget the different pieces of the game, like to, to miss something. Um, and we did do that in the two player game. That was something that Adam and I really did kind of pick up on was um, you're the thing is, is you're not just playing with the cards in your hand, right? You are basically also playing to control the last two cards kind of um, that get played out. And that's that voting aspect. But because it's not in your hand and it's not kind of in your face, it is really easy to miss. Um, but it is an extremely, like, it is a very, very strong mechanism in this game. Um, and I think that they do that and I think they do it really well. Um, because of the fact that, that you can kind of get stuck in a position where, um, you feel like you've only been able to do, um, so much in your, in your round based on the cards that you have, but you can force the hand of the game in, kind of many ways, right? By, um, you know, you can pass early and hold on to your cards and get another six and take the risk that you can push through really hard um, on the next round. Um, you can look at the state of the of the voting and you can choose to, to end the round sooner based on um, the fact that something is there that you really want to have happen. Um the the chance mechanism that's in this, I find that kind of fun and thought provoking that, you know, sometimes you make that plan that you're going to of what you're going to do. And then in the end, you know, you've you realize like it's it's very clear in your mind which season you want to vote for, because, you know, why wouldn't everybody want the clouds to become thunderclouds and then make it rain so that, I mean, everybody's stuff drops on the board like that's to you that just seems like you know the the most like it just makes the most sense to you but then other people are very much thinking of another another mechanism and another way to uh to accomplish whatever it is that they feel like they're going to accomplish and when you start throwing in these kind of randos um that kind of just changes things right and that's a lot of fun i mean i i really quite enjoy that you do the game does give you a little bit of an out uh to try to not necessarily use as many water droplets um 
the cards that you get in your hands, they make it so that it's you have a choice. Um, it's one or two water droplets from clouds um, and things like that. Like it, it does try to allow you the ability to kind of control your own fate a little bit. Um, but I can see how that complexity a gets lost with the the frustration of the tabletop simulator but i can also see how that gets lost in the first half of your first game or the first three quarters of your first game like you don't really know what's going on and and how things are going to work until you actually hit like a successful harvest and then all of a sudden you know like the lights start going off and you're like oh i get it and so you this game almost requires kind of at least a second playthrough so that you can wrap your head around what it is that you're actually trying to do. Um, and so that's what I, I think that's what I was trying to accomplish when I, you know, had suggested that we play it a second time. Um, because I agree that the, you know, like the, the sim was frustrating to say the least, but you know, um, the game, I think, goes a lot faster, and I think that you have a better idea of what you're doing after you've picked up those nuances. Um, and I think it just becomes more enjoyable that way, because the first time Adam and I played this, I think we, I'm pretty sure we put it on the table, started setting it up, and went, nope, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it's true. Stopped, and then <laughs> uh, left it for a while. And then I think I kind of pushed Adam a little bit, and I was like, no, no, like, we have to do this. And I basically, like... I'm sure I blackmailed him or something into sitting down. Um, and it didn't like, I mean, once we got going, it was, you know, it became enjoyable, but to get into that was not easy. So um, I can, I can understand the frustration for sure. That's true. That's true. Kind of reminds me of Cerebria in a sense. Oh, so yeah, it's another game that, that is uh Mariana's trench deep. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I I get what you mean, Debbie. Like it it is one that I think um like warrants another playthrough for sure. Um, it's it's one that I'm I will play. I ho- I hope to play again in person, especially since like I again I had a real real rough time with this one uh over over the old online. Um, but uh, but for for my review, like I I have to you know in keeping with uh, everything, I have to sort of. Just decide whether I'd keep or, or get rid of this game if it were in my collection. Um, like for starters, like I can't see myself getting this one. I like without that second playthrough, um, you know, under my belt, I don't, I don't know for sure. So this is sort of tentative, I guess. Like it's a, it's a very nice looking game. It's a solid game. I think it's got a lot of depth. I think there's a lot of good things about it. I just like, for me, I can't imagine myself like, oh man, we got, uh, you know, an hour to kill. Let's go pull out the cloud game. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's, for me, it's, um, the theme, it's, it's just like, it's impenetrable to me. Like I, I, I do like that it's trying to do something interesting. I do like that it's, you know, chill and all that. But like, if I'm, if I'm trying to pull a game out and it's, you know, I'm going to have a chill time, I don't want it to be, I don't, maybe I, I probably don't want it to be a game where I'm like trying to remember 40 different, like combining interlocking systems that don't really make any sense. Like you're a cloud and you rain and that's fine. But like, there's all these other things that you have to remember. And it just seems like, I don't know, it really just bounces off me because I don't feel like they make a lot of sense. Um, and, I, and I feel like there are, you know, I already have games in my collection that are, you know, 
mostly chill times that take a decent amount of time. I can't think of what they are right now because most of them involve laser beams. So, I mean, this is just one that's not really up my alley in the first place. So, um, it's just, yeah, but, but I do, I do think it warrants a second playthrough because definitely like I bounced off the tabletop experience. Um, if you want to call it that. And I think that really colored my impressions for, for at least the good first half of the game. Um, and I think like the the tactility of the game and just like being able to sort of like whoosh a cloud around it would be be a lot of fun. So I I don't uh, I I wouldn't uh, I would I would jump at the chance to play another another round of this, especially in person. Um, I just I don't think it's for me in my collection. But you know I will reserve a final final judgment for what whenever this is becomes review two point or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> the we'll, relook. We'll see. We'll think of a catchy name for it later. Uh, Justin. Hey, uh, I'm I'm trying to keep my review similar to to Tom's score review scale, I suppose. The the keeper not keep. This is not a game I own. And I think I kind of fall into the same camp as Tom. It's not really a game that I would ever pick up myself. Uh, I mean, I, I dig the groovy theme. And, uh, you know, chill time with clouds is pretty, pretty nice. But with all that extra complexity, it's not, you know, necessarily a just chill time, uh, so much as it is a raging thunderstorm just behind the scenes trying to plan your turn and moves. And, uh, but I mean, I, I do like all the aspects of the game and I like the complexity and sort of that, that voting, that, that voting system adds. Um, my main complaint is just kind of feeling like you can get just absolutely shafted multiple terms in a row um, by the random card draws, which are your actions and your voting system. So you can be stuck in certain scenarios where you can't do anything because you either can't create a cloud or you can only create a cloud and the rest of your cards just cause it terrain. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just pass and have the game end sooner. Um, which, uh, I don't know, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I'm, I'm all for chance and randomness, but usually when it's kind of a push your luck or kind of a gamble where it's like, you know, I could do this, it might pay off or it might not, you know, I'm, I'm okay with randomness and that, but when it's just like randomness handed to you and you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just do nothing. Uh, it just kind of feels weird. Um, but it, from what I've looked at, it does look like the drafting system might fix that. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't turn the game down, uh, but it's not a game that I would pick up myself. Um, yeah, the theme's nice, but uh, it's not something that I think I would ever bring to the table often um, with friends outside this 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 gaming group here. So, I mean, that that's where it is. It's it seems like a really well designed game. It just doesn't really do too much for me. And that's too bad. Uh, how about you, Debbie? So I am on a five point scale. Um, this one for me, I, I give this a four out of five. Um, I think if you get the opportunity to play it, then, um, you absolutely should. Um, it's, I I think it satisfies a lot of, um, kind of a lot of, a lot of pieces, um, that I really enjoy. Uh, I like the idea that you really can, um, kind of get a relatively relaxing game in, um, the theme is, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's different. It's sweet. I, the game is itself is actually quite beautiful. The art, um, 
and um and all that is is really nice um you can make it kind of as complex as you want to i mean if you're playing with a group of people that um are you know less likely to think really really deep into it then i uh, you can kind of take a seat back and um and also kind of just, you know, lay back and, and play it on a little lighter scale. But, you know, if you're playing with people that have, that have played it before and they enjoy kind of the challenge, then, um, you know, you can kind of ump, up the ante a bit with it. Um, there's variations within the game that they've created, um, and suggested to make the game, um, a little more interesting or a little different in, in different ways. So, um, things like drafting, um, you can add in kind of variations with the, uh, with the expansions, um, and things like that. And so they've, I think they've created a, a game that really can sway kind of multiple, uh, multiple different ways. And, and I really enjoy that. So, um, I, I definitely think that it's uh four out of five for me. It is hard to remember how to play when you haven't done it. Um, there is a lot going on and it is easy to kind of forget aspects. And um, I, that does kind of take it out of the, out of the five out of five range in my perspective, but uh, that doesn't really make me love it any less. So uh, Adam, how about you? I love this game. This game is uh, it's great. I'm a big fan. It like it's, fun it's really good looking it uh it's complicated and crunchy it makes you think like it it's this game this game is wonderful um i give it a an eight and a half out of ten i give the tabletop simulator variant about a three out of ten maybe even a two and a half out of ten the table to the tabletop simulator implementation is brutal um just like save your time save save your your frustrations like just don't just don't it's just not worth it. Um, but the game itself, like I have kickstarted the uh, the cows expansion as well as like the collector's box, because I know that I will be playing a whole lot more of this, even if it's just Debbie and I playing two player. It's it's fun and it makes you think. And I I like I like a lot of the stuff that this game does. It's got a great theme to it. It's, you know, you're a, you're a fucking cloud, man. Like how sick is that? I, it's, I don't know. Love it. I love it. Pick it up. Check it out. Just do it. It's so good. God, it's good. <laughs> and if you want to help make it rain praise on us, you can uh, help us by sharing this around and stuff. Wow. That was bad. Can I do it? Can I do another take? <laughs> you can get one. I got the green light to do another take on that one. Sharing this around, um, you know, uh, uh, reviews and stuff is great. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, shower us with your thoughts, you can uh, find us uh, online, which probably goes without saying. Don't send me any letters. Well, I guess maybe maybe if you want to send me stuff. Never thought of that. P.O. Box uh, anyway, time. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com is the way you can do that through email. Uh, we are on on Twitter at CGS Podcast, which is managed almost exclusively by Debbie. Although for some reason I have it on my phone and it keeps recommending me tweets from Ted Cruz, so I don't know what she's doing on there. 
what else do we got? Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Team Rage Tom on Twitter. Um, uh, what else did I want to say? No, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Debbie, what you got? So you guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. If you like French Bulldogs, I mean, that's more or less probably what you're going to be enjoying if you follow me. But uh, other than that, uh, you guys can get us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. Um, As a group, if there's anything, you know, you guys want to tell us, if you guys have any uh, piece of advice um, or any thoughts for us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We're not just here for ourselves. We are here, hopefully, to help you guys out, too. So please uh, let us know what you think um, and if there's anything you feel like we can improve on. Adam, how about you? Guys, you can catch me on social media at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win. Currently, we are uh, working our way through Subnautica Below Zero, and then immediately after wrapping up Subnautica, we're going to be visiting everybody's favorite uh vampire mummy in resident evil 8 uh so come check that out and justin what would where can people get a hold of you well hey it's your buddy justin bringing it on home you can find me on twitter at don't trust justin why don't you just go ahead and tell me what your favorite type of cloud is maybe the formation or maybe just what you saw in the clouds today I'd really like to know. And that's about it for us. God, you gave it that real, like, deep, weird radio voice. <laughs> Seems like you could be soothing people to sleep with that kind of thing. Well, thank you, Tom. Which is what Adam's going to need after playing those fucking games for, like, four weeks straight. He's probably not going to be getting a lot of, uh, a lot of shut-eye. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.